Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is it, it for real? real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And today we're going to be talking about the 1987 John Candy, Steve Martin movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's right. Uh, and to introduce the movie, we have Return Introductors, um, which we don't typically do, but these these same pair. But I forgot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, because well, we, we wanted them so much. Exactly. These same yes. pair actually introduced another John Hughes john candy movie uh the great outdoors uh you might remember them from their more of a summary introduction so here we are with uh uh, a wintry introduction and i actually had the pleasure of being there with them um and and interviewing them uh for this introduction so uh take it away katie l Thanks, Katie L. This is Katie L here with Jenny L and Carl L, who have graciously offered to introduce the film Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So, uh, yeah, tell us about the film. What do you think? What do you remember? I remember feeling, uh, I've only watched it once, and I remember feeling a bit irritated because they couldn't get to their destination and all these series of sort of crazy events transpire. Um, and John Candy and Steve Martin on a plane and lots of buffoonery. Um, but it'd be interesting to watch it again and see if anything I remember is correct. I used to watch this movie all the time with my mom because she loved it. And most of what comes, most of the things that I remember are, yes, buffoonery. But it's really, it's really a relationship building movie between Steve Martin and John Candy. I mean, there's not a lot of people that will wash their face or dry their face with somebody else's underwear. <laughs> so, I don't remember that part. So, okay, we'll have to watch it again. Looking yeah. forward to it. There you have it. Nice. That's so cute. I love their, their like couple banter too, you know, kind of like, I remember, you know, I remember this. I remember this. They wanted to do an intro kind of like Harry Met Sally. I, it felt like that. Yeah, I know. They and I, yeah, they, it was funny. I probably should have, they probably just should have done that. Um, but yeah, they were, they were nice to do it. And we were actually supposed to watch this all together, but I watched it last night and they couldn't. So I think they are going to watch it. So I'm, I'm curious to get their take on it after they rewatch it, possibly tonight. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, should we jump into our levels? Yeah. Um, I can go first. I have seen parts of this movie, but I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, my impetus for picking it was that it is a Thanksgiving movie. And so I, th I threw it out there. But yeah, I I know a lot of people love it. Um, I've seen chunks of it, but never the whole thing. Uh, so my level is going to be uh, shower curtain rings because okay. that's the main. <laughs> I've seen that scene like 20 times where they're in that initial a hotel room. Yeah. Nice. I think my level is going to be throw mama from the train ah. because when I was younger, I had a hard time understanding that throw from mama from the train and planes, trains, and automobiles yeah. were different movies. And I'm also maybe going to lump in four weddings and a funeral. Mm. I think it was just this like naming of things that sure. had me confused. I knew it was an adult movie that I wasn't watching as a kid. Um, funny enough, 
Jeff and I watched this movie. I, I think now it's a year ago, but I thought it was more recent than that for the first, it was the first time for me. So it felt mostly fresh, uh, as we were rewatching it this time, but it, it was still brand new to me just a year ago. And that was the only time I had seen it. I'm going to give myself a, uh, Bridget and Jeff CS rating, uh, because that's exactly my, my situation. I was going to give myself like a miss missed the plane yesterday, uh, late for the plane yesterday. Cause I feel like I came really late to this movie. Like I watched it a year ago. Um, with Annie and her father. And I thought it was like a family classic of theirs. Like I only discovered today that it was me and Annie's first watching last year. So we sat down and watched it together again, uh, last night for the second time, almost within a calendar year. Tradition. It is. Now the difference I will say is the first time we watched this movie, it was on Peacock or something that like had ads, which was infuriating because it was like every 10 minutes, but it also really cut a lot from this movie. So there was a couple of, you know, uh, the movie, the version I watched did not have the F word in it. If I could just add to Katie's level, since we're in the same level. Yes. Last (laughs) time we watched it full on this time I was being scroogey and cheap. And I was like, Hey, and I found it on AMC because I have cable. (laughs) That is where we watched it last (laughs) time is AMC with a million commercials. Right. And I pushed play and you have, it said it was two hours long. So I was already annoyed because it was supposed to be an hour and a half. And then we had all those commercials and it's not fair because they let the first part of the movie go on for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And then they show you a commercial. So you're like, Oh, this isn't so bad. And then they play commercials like every five minutes, like you said. And so I definitely watched the edited version this time. So there may be things that I am missing Mm -hmm. um, in this pod, but it was free. So I haven't watched sort of commercial TV in forever other than like a football game, but uh, there was a back to the future marathon going on over Thanksgiving (laughs) weekend, like all on the same day. And I think we made it through about like two and a half of them Mm, um, with commercials. So I'm sure that was like eight hours total. Yeah. Yeah. They're the worst. worst, (laughs) They are. And I do have cable, but I record most of what I watch and then fast forward through the commercials. Mm, But I still, I still every once again, just love to just put the TV on and let the TV be on. I don't know. I'm old. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Should we talk about this film? Let's get into it. We should talk about this film. So this is Um, a Thanksgiving movie, like you said, although like all Thanksgiving movies, the two we've watched, um, it's not really, (laughs) but it is like, it's mostly talking about Thanksgiving and then, which we'll get to just like one sultry shot of a turkey. Um, like a really sexy, blurry shot of a turkey towards the end of the movie. There's a lot in this movie that's just weirdly sexual. Like so weird. And I, I'm only talking about like three scenes. It's like sure. turkeys and then like one shot of the wife. Yeah. And it's just like, why is the this sh- so a lot of the shots of the what? Just <laughs> the, the wife. The wife one is of yeah. the different movie. She is wearing so much red lipstick in one scene where she's laying in her bed. All and I it. was like, what is on the other side of this camera? Who is filming her right now? Like, I mean, she- we should say, and Bridget, you said that the version you watched was two hours because it had commercials, but the original yeah. cut of this movie was like two plus hours, uh, which is why the trailer for this movie has some scenes that oh. are actually oh, in the movie. There's there's a three and a half hour yes. long cut out there's there also- somewhere. 
Yeah. So there's like a three and a half hour and then they cut it. John Hughes was like, okay, two hours. And, and then they're like, still no, they tested it. So like, I don't know if that flushes some stuff out more with the wife and other things. Like we'll get into it. Cause some things in this movie are like, wait, where are they going now? Or like, I know. Why this I know. relationship? Why are they in Kansas now? <laughs> right. So speaking of John Hughes, this is probably like his quadruple smoking jacket award. Sure. Yeah. It's movie. every other movie we do. Yeah. I know. And it, it's, it's kind of interesting that you can just clearly, I don't know if you can cl- clearly see his stamp on this movie, but boy, sure you can hear it. Yes. Like, yeah. the, gosh, the yes. sound effects, the, that just the score, that score, that synthesizer, yes. music to nowhere, jazzy it's, circus, it's jazzy circus. It's just in the background. And it's, I'm like, who I just picture like a drunk raccoon, like on a keyboard, like, blah, 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 you know, like having a great time. It's the key. It's the raccoons from great outdoors. It <laughs> yeah. Is. And, it's, oh yeah. Fun fact is that originally the director and I'm blanking on his name that was that directed great right. outdoors was going to do this one, but John Hughes stole it back from him. And as a result, he gave him great outdoors. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Now, which came first? I mean, this one must have. Um, so this was 87. 87. Yeah. I think Guardian Outdoors was 88 or 89. Um, do you guys think 1987, for some reason, like 1986 seems very old to me. And 1987, I'm like, well, that was just yesterday. <laughs> I don't know if I feel exactly like that, but I know what you mean. Yeah. You're I like, don't. it's the tail. You're almost, you can see the 90s. We're almost in the 90s. It's yeah. basically the 90s. Jumping into this film, we start in the office in New York where Neil uh, works, right? So that's Steve Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neil and Dell. Neil and Dell. Dell. Neil yeah. and Dell. Yeah. And uh, we, we get a very clear visual that he is cutting it close <laughs> to his flight because the ticket is highlighted. I like, yeah, I couldn't believe that. Uh, <laughs> like, that was I've never shocking. seen a movie do like, this. It must have been like <laughs> test audiences have been like, why are they showing me these numbers? I don't get what this is. Maybe people uh, who like didn't understand that he would like gain an hour going back or something because it does look like he gets home in 20 minutes or something. 45 minutes. Yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. Is it that- seemed like something like that the show Dragnet would do or something. Right. It's like, like, dun, it's, like it's so strange. Yeah. I do really like this gag. It's a, this is clearly a movie with improvisers at the helm yeah. because there's a lot of repeated beats. I mean, this whole thing is just one giant Laronde meets a Herald meets, yeah. right. you know, like just heightening on a heighten of a heighten. Um, but the boss character who I kept thinking was Nathan Lane, who's yep. not. We did. We did too. You did. Okay. Yeah. Like when he was leaning back, I was like, late Nathan Lane. And then when he came forward, it was like, not Nathan Lane. Yeah. He, you know, the, the gag is that he can't make a decision, right, about this advertising bit because everybody works in advertising. Everybody. Which I guess John Hughes did um, mm. early in his career. And this was based on a real story that happened to him. Oh. And yeah, he know. like rerouting to Kansas. Like, I think it was the same route and he was there for like yeah. five days or something. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. These movies are just beautiful love stories to the Midwest. Oh, yes. And just that snowiness and the mm-hmm. cold and kind of that feeling is very nostalgic, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, for those oh, that grew up there, yeah. I guess. Another fun fact. Uh, it uh, apparently yes. was a not a great winter or, I mean, depending on your mood, but there was no snow anywhere. So they most of the outdoor shots were shot in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Hmm. That's where the snow was that year. 
Well, I'll um, be. Which I can tell you, having moved from Wisconsin in 1986, those would have been some kick-ass years for snow. It was just insane, those years. Oh, it's why we moved. Thing. See, that's why I told yeah. you. There's a difference between 1986 and 1987, yeah. and it was climate change. Yeah, yeah. maybe. We, we see... Um, we start to see like characters that we've seen in other John Hughes movies by characters. I mean, actors. So we see, uh, Lyman Ward, who is an actor who is in Ferris Bueller's day off. And not another teen movie. He's the friend. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not another teen movie. I know him as the father from not another teen movie and Annie and I watched it recently and she's like, Oh, he's from the John Hughes movie. Oh, is that the joke? That's funny. Do you, how often do you watch another quite a bit? Every chance I get. I was going to say, is it your alarm clock? Because I love it. (laughs) Several podcasts you've said, we just recently watched it. We just recently. I know. I'm like, how recently? It's the same recently. It was, well, we watched it right after we watched She's All That. Oh, okay. So that recently. Okay. Yeah. So it's clear that, you know, Steve Martin has to get to Chicago. He's in a hurry and everybody, everybody is out trying to get uh, a a cab. Now here's, I have some questions about timing. He, is this Tuesday or or is it Monday? It must be Tuesday because they spend like two nights. It just made, it's made to feel like that scene like where he week. talks about like, I haven't changed my underwear since, since Tuesday. Tuesday. And you're like, well, that was only two days ago. Like how gross can your underwear be? I don't know. I, yeah, I know. And even, yeah. Never. I mean, even when he like, I guess he's been on a plane. I mean, the, the plane thing is off putting and disrupting, but then he like gets in the shower as if he hasn't, sh- he's been in the jungle for like two weeks. And you're like, you definitely took a shower this morning. <laughs> right. Like in a hotel. Right. Yeah. 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 So we get to see a cameo, just a blip from Kevin Bacon. Yes. In this film. Although he is in this film at another point when Steve Martin's wife is uh, listening to what is it? She's having a baby. She's having a baby. It's it's several times that that movie is playing in the background. A movie I've weirdly seen all the way through. Twice. Yeah. Nice. I've never seen that movie. Yeah, John Hughes eh, is very self-referential. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize that. But yeah, it's this whole thing about getting cabs, and I'm so thankful that's not the system anymore of just <laughs> having to just sort of shout more than the guy next to you. Uh, I don't. Re- yeah, was that realistic? Like, was that was it just like impossible to catch a cab? I don't know. I mean, every time I've gone to New York when I was taking yellow taxi cabs before Uber and Lyft, I never had a problem taking I know, a me neither. Cab. And maybe that is a privilege thing or a woman thing. I don't know what it is, but I would just, it seems super easy enough to just raise your hand and hail a cab to you. Maybe it's I've like a non-rush t- hour thing. Yeah, I've been yeah. at some times, I, I forget what time, it looked, like either bars closing or rush yeah. hour or whatever, where you're just like, you're seeing them come and, People are catching them, but you're in the wrong spot in this block to get them. And mm. it's just so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But we're but we in a get, better time now. Yeah. We yeah. get a lot of like beautiful physical comedy throughout this whole movie. And Steve Martin is wonderful. He was like running between buildings and cars. And then he finally like talks another recognizable actor into yeah. a cab for $75. Oh my and unbeknownst to him, John Candy has stolen that cab. Do you think he, he did it did, on purpose? Right? I know. No, I don't think so. Because I think 
my impression was the cab driver was getting super mad that they were waiting the whole time. So he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get this person who's not having a discussion yeah, and load that stuff in and let's go. Cause it's not like they were paying for the cab. It's just Steve Martin was paying this other guy for the right to get right. this cab. Right. And they never talked to the cab about that. So no, I don't blame Dell for it. True. Fair enough. So yeah, he's, he's trapped, but we get a lot of, I didn't write them all down, but there's a lot of like either phone calls to the wife or just glancing back to the wife. She she gets really sad very okay. quickly. Can we talk about this? I'm I like, just we don't we don't have to go beat through beat by beat through this movie because it is yeah. just an itinerary. It's a yeah. cities and and um you know yeah. transportation like vehicles and you know yeah. But the wife, like, I don't understand what movie this woman is in. Like she gets so sad. Yeah, it's really not sad. upset. It's not angry. It's not annoyed. It's just like depressed. Yeah, <laughs> like immediately. And this is the part where I'm like, did they cut out a backstory? Because it's almost like implicit that somehow this is like a real big problem in their marriage. Like he's not going to be home for Thanksgiving. Right. Are they having problems? Like, think- but it's go ahead. It must have been a lot of shots with the sort of in-laws in the house because they they built a house from scratch. I heard this. Uh, it was a hundred thousand like, yeah. dollars. They and built that house. The <laughs> interior or the exterior? Yep. I think both. The whole thing is wasn't the exterior the home alone house? No, that no, was, but it was a similar. It looked very but yeah. close. But I think it inspired it for yeah. sure. But this was yeah, I think that he gotten I'm sure you're reading that field. He gotten huge right, yeah. huge uh problems with like the production and like you know studio that was like what are you doing like this this house isn't so they, even in the movie yeah, they must have filmed a shit ton of stuff about that yeah because and... we missed all that and in every scene you see the kids they're extraordinarily polite they're and fine behaved. they're not running amok they're not like berating her and making her like it's not like she needs him there to like take care of the kids they're like it- eating dinner like yes mother where's father i don't know it's like john hughes put the responsibility of the stakes of this entirely on this woman's like eyes like from the nose up it was like that's where the stakes of the story are going to be and it's just so hard to understand but i i also don't trust those kids there's Mm. a moment early on where she goes to answer the telephone and she's like now you watch your brother and she's That's, four feet away. That is so. also such a strange thing. To, I was <laughs> she, noticing that too. She must have like real worry that they are yeah. just going to like pull out a switchblade and just yeah. go nuts. Or maybe um, the brother himself. I mean, maybe the yeah, baby is just one out bad of control. Egg. I kind of just want to jump ahead and talk about the last scene in the movie, but I yeah. won't. Oh, we can. It's, because I just have so many feelings about all, all of it. Because again, the stakes are just, I, I don't yeah. understand any of, we, of how- the introduction of John. I didn't Candy. get it either. I mean, we can get there, but I mean, yeah. And again, okay. uh, we don't have to go. All right. We let's... don't have to go vehicle per vehicle town for town necessarily. In this planes one. first. Okay. Yeah. With planes and yeah, then sure. trains. No, anyway. So yeah, uh, there's a, they're, they're at the airport. They're at the airport. <laughs> and this is where John Candy and Steve Martin, like have their second meet cute. And John Candy's reading the Canadian mounted, mm. which is not a real book. No. Oh. But it's a real sexy book. Yeah, it's a sexy book. I did Google to see if you could find that book, but it's not a real book. Uh, um, so I just there's a lot of just like 
80s-ness about this that I kind of really enjoy. And just John Hughes-ness. It's just so busy. It's like he loves oh, yeah. back background actors. There's a lot of busy business in the background. His budget he, for extras must be insane. Yeah. Yeah, and all of them he have also, backstories and they all oh, know yeah. where they're going and who they are. He also just loves like white suburban discomfort. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not like dangerous. There's nothing threatening about it, but it's just uncomfortable. Like the yeah. seats are uncomfortable. The seats are too small. It's a little too cold. It's this, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, and it is like, uh, makes me anxious <laughs> watching it. If I had a note being like, this makes me never want to leave my house. Um, because, but it's just that like bad day. It's not a terrible yeah. day. He's just every John Hughes movie is just about a bad day. <laughs> There's some terribleness into it later. There is, I mean, I they almost die. Come on. That's um, true. But yeah. that ironically, the stakes of that don't feel as much as Steve Martin, maybe missing another two hours at his house. Right, because your wife is losing her shit. Who knows what she's going to do, laying in bed, being sad, looking at the phone. The wife is only sexy for four days every year. And well, maybe that's it. it. And, and that, sexy so, time. That would explain that it. Makes Come on. So much that sense. does. That's a really good explanation because if they're trying to capitalize on her sexy time and yep. he's missed half of it. Yeah. But then it he brings be- candy home and it's like. You know, connection here with John Candy. This could be a splash situation where the white wife is quote unquote sexy, just home from the sea with legs for four days, and mm-hmm. then that's it. See ya. I mean, we'll he basically musical. Steve Martin basically. You guys did watch. We did talk about this, right? You did watch Murders Only in the Building, only murders. Yeah, yeah. And did how they do splash the musical? That's the whole bit. Is that Martin Short wrote? Flash the musical and it was it 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 did and I was like I was like looking around like I haven't seen this I didn't know this I said that I was like Splash the musical was my idea and somebody listened to this podcast and stole it is that true it wasn't really made so they throw they stole it for a throwaway bit we can still make the musical bummer man because people are gonna think we got it from that and I know we didn't you heard it here first you uh, did you heard it here first (laughs) He did. Well, our, our podcast came out before it's true. it did. Only more murders in the building. So our splash we're, we're safe. Did. Yeah. For okay, sure. Good. For sure. Um, yeah, like I I speaking of that discomfort, it's like John Candy, you know, Jeff made this comment about how like John Candy's supposed to be this like middle-aged, like, you know, like getting up there kind of older guy. He's like probably in his early 30s or I know. Everybody's 28. They're all 28. They look <laughs> so much older but just how gross he is through this entire yeah. movie he's like disgustingly lovable yeah. um and you start to see it here because he like takes his shoes off and it might as nope. well have just been like born nope. nope i know you, you don't like do it. it we know we know we don't like it we don't like when people t- take their shoes off on the plane and rub wait their- shoes off or socks off because i always take my shoes off i mean if you <laughs> wear crocs if you keep your <laughs> socks underneath <laughs> In your little like foot, Katie, shut up! <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, Good. If you keep your s- if you keep your sock feet in your own space, what if yeah. you get up to go to the bathroom in sock yeah. feet? I'm not trying to put my sock feet on like my it, neighbor's lap or anything. But They're under the it's, plane. It's not gonna like irk me if, but it, it's just <laughs> I I sort of lift up my nose and go like, huh. Mm. 
I have I never <laughs> been in an airplane recently where the floor of the bathroom is not sticky or oh, like, yeah. every man that goes in that bathroom is just like, it's God, is that why it's sticky? <laughs> yes, Katie, it's urine. I assumed it was cleaner, like airplane cleaner. Oh. Yep. I'm going to continue to think about <laughs> Airplanes use pee for cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> they should. That's what they're they outsourcing the job to all the men who pee. All the there. men in the yeah. You guys ever think you're going to get sucked down an airplane toilet? I close my ears, um, meaning I like plug my ears when I flush. It is the loudest. It's very so loud. loud. I hate it. It's in an enclosed space. I just like, oh gosh, I like bristle before. Yeah. Flushing. It's very loud. I like literally only use the restroom on overseas flights. I, otherwise, I try I, not I to. The flight from, from California to Maryland it's, is I, very it's long. long. It's true. It's an extra hour going than coming back. I know. Here. I know. So that extra hour pushes yeah, you over the bathroom threshold. Yeah. It's a long one. You're like, oh, I got to go. Um. So, yeah, they end up in Wichita. I'm going to Wichita. And we see this is where they can't get another flight. Chicago is shutting down and they end up in Doobie's Taxiola, which is an awesome taxi. Although I've, I've definitely been in an airport where we had to make that call of like mm-hmm. before yeah. they've canceled to sort of go get a hotel. Yeah. Um, we were flying up to Sheboygan or oh. yeah, actually we were to Milwaukee and then going to a Green Bay game. But uh, in this situation, wouldn't the airline cover your hotel? It depends. Oh, if it's weather, it doesn't. Right. I think it's uh, only for mechanical issues. It does. Yeah, I forget. That's a good question. Are, but... I don't know. Here's knock on wood. I have never been trapped in an airport. Sometimes I see like on social media or something like a friend of mine will just be like, I'm trapped in an airport Yeah, and I'm moving in. And I'm like, there's no there's nowhere for you to go. There's nothing like I guess some airports are in pretty remote areas, but at least they usually have one hotel or. Right. I don't know. I don't know. So this is, this is in the series of like weird taxi rides, which we've seen Mm -hmm. in a lot of the movies we've watched from the eighties and Doobie is just like creepy or what's he's, he's driving them the long way. He wants to to show off his town. That's what he said for your town. I think that's like it. I kept on waiting for him to like rob them or something, but John Candy knows him. I don't think so. Who robbed them? Some, some kid yeah <laughs> yeah do let's we talk see about, that yeah we see it okay yeah i think i missed it maybe that so, was I mean, cut out <laughs> it could be because it is creepy as hell i, I gotta is. say losing even though they had a shit ton of cash in their wallet that got stolen having someone with a switchblade out next to you while you're sleeping in a hotel room losing oh. your money is the best case scenario oh, totally yeah it's really yeah it's bizarre John Hughes does this a lot where like he portrays like really dangerous things with like, no, it's just for like humor, you know? Yeah. And it's like, uh, well, we talked about that with home terrifying. alone. It's like those robbers are scary. They're oh yeah. Scary people. <laughs> totally. <laughs> They're murderers. I mean, not as scary as Macaulay Culkin, but no, <laughs> it's true. So the room I have a, I have an affinity for the hotel rooms in this movie. I think. That- yeah kind of lovely totally but this the gag is that they have to share a bed um oh is it ever a little it does get a little homophobic i would oh yeah i would say it's not like the worst version of it but yeah it's it's not great they're not like making jokes about it but it's 
they both have that very entrenched, I guess, definition of gay panic. Yeah, they uh, have where gay they have panic. to then assert their heterosexuality. But I just, know it's weird because they don't have any of, of that about just like, I mean, I think there's a gag about two grown anybody's climbing in a bed together sure. that are not a couple. It's just like uncomfortable. Yeah, but totally. Like, but, you know, and they did it and it wasn't a problem. I mean, I it seemed like he Steve Martin's character was more annoyed that that John Candy was just gross. Right. And was like gurgling and cracking. Oh, yeah. Teeth. I think that was ultimately the problem, you know, scratching himself. And so here's the what was the grossest thing that he did in this hotel room for you guys? Well, one of them is my bummer. OK, So I was going to save, save it, the- save it. So but we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that during yeah. the bummers then there's a lot of things that i think are really gross but one of them is like my is one of my life okay um, i'm excited it's one of my life bummers yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i even like wrote it down i was like that's a bummer for me yeah um oh just because i have it written down in my notes here the german title oh. for this movie is ein ticket für zwei your or a ticket a ticket for two a ticket for two. Oh, nice. that's cute. Yeah. I kind of like that better. Nora did too. I, I actually still like planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, I, I do with the title planes, trains, and automobiles. I was like counting a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, in, in a good, in a good way. I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, we have to go. Okay. Bus. Oh, a bus and a car, both automobile. You know what I mean? It's like, that's kind of fun. They set you up for like this adventure. <sighs> Also, can we talk about how the title for the movie was displayed and just in the largest letters ever? <laughs> <At> the beginning. <laughs> it's like they put in the wrong like size. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm not admitting I meant to do this. this Font is what size I, 92. Yeah. <laughs> My They're finger like... didn't slip. Oh, man. So they have a big fight in the room and there's like, you know, Dell has or Neil has a big monologue about how terrible Dell is. And then there is a little moment where he basically says, you know, like, I like myself and, you know. That speech, Steve Martin's like tirade at him goes yeah. on way too long. A long time. And they have so much, sh- so many shots cutting back to John Candy's face. And that's partly a little bit of like, what, I don't know, this movie kind of like misses or does a little bit of a, a disservice, I think, to Steve Martin, where it's like, I think Steve Martin can be more humorous. Like Steve Martin, like we've seen him be this in Father of the Bride. He is like a goofy, eager, neurotic, over-the-top dad. But this is just like, he's just neurotic, over-the-top. Not goofy. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. he is an asshole. And you're just like, leave this guy alone. Like, if he couldn't tell by the seven different pans back to John Candy's face, who just looks hurt beyond like this teddy bear that's hurt beyond belief and he doesn't stop himself you're like get this guy away this guy sucks and also it's like way too early in the movie for this speech to have come out right right i agree and i don't know if like maybe the two hours that were cut were from before this (laughs) or whatever exactly Um, half of them was just the wife like doing things in their house so we could learn more about her i guess oh my god i have that note too though it's like they it's put in there as if it's a crescendo it's like mm-hmm. it's a yes. breaking point and it's the like, music it's the, first time you, the music is so intense so intense it's so 80s synthesizer sad it's like every pivotal moment in a john hughes movie where the character has the realization about life yeah 
in this, in this, and it's not even, you know, halfway into the movie. So they get back in bed <laughs> and, uh, this next- is where the homophobia, right. This is like the yeah. homophobic where, and I didn't and really the- understand they touched each other or he was, he's, they snuggled or they he- snuggled. And then his hand was in between two pillows. And that's like, those aren't pillows. So I guess John hand, John Candy's hand was like, right up Steve Martin's butt without either of them noticing until this moment, which seems improbable. But that's when they have to go into this whole like overcompensating by talking about football. And that's the part where it's just like, okay. See, my secret backstory to this movie is that the wife has been upset because Steve Martin is interested in bringing a male lover into their relationship. Mm. And Mm. she's been nervous about that and wants him all for herself. And then when he brings him home and he's like, this is, (laughs) this is Dell. And she's like, oh, and he's like, oh, and then they all like accept that. That makes sense. I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because otherwise she's just like worrying about it. And that's why he doesn't notice that a man's hand is up between his butt cheeks. Yeah, could be. (laughs) But yeah, as I said, it I was expecting it to be worse from memory. And it it's not great, but it's not horrible for an 80s movie. Yeah. Of gay panic. So that's what I'll say. This is where we have the part that uh we that we were learning about with Neil washing his face in sock water. Don't know how you don't notice that there's a sink full of socks. Yeah, I mean, I, the 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 timing of when that bathroom became a disaster was really hard because it's like Steve Martin gets in fully into the shower and then and he realizes doesn't see, he doesn't see right. anything in the bathroom until it's too late. He, he gets <laughs> blinders on and really focused in the bathroom, you know, just not looking yeah. around his surroundings. Yeah, yeah. And then he washes his face in sock water and then dries his face on underwear, which looked very clean. Yeah. Well, because he does, because Dell does all his laundry in, <laughs> you know, bathroom sink. So it's newly washed. Yeah. It's yeah. clean, probably. Um, and then let's see. They, so they, is this where they go to the train? Yeah. Before that, they discover all their cash is missing. Right. Yeah. And what you're telling me is that they were robbed while they were sleeping. They were. Yeah. Someone gets a switchblade and Jimmy's open the door and just for a fairly long scene, it's just very giddily looking through wallets and he's, he's not trying to rush out of there. He he's putting the money in the hat while he's in the room and just he, in the next room, he hundred percent murders someone. I think that was cut out from the TV version. Yeah. <laughs> and I, Vaguely remember it from watching it from a year ago. Interesting. Yeah, they so they go to the train station, and this is where they get in with Gus's son. Oh man, this guy. <laughs> I was reading. Were you reading this film? That like no. that actor was kind of, and I can't. He, I remember that actor from. Um, is it called Soap Dish? That like. Sure, he's been in know, a lot of other stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's just like so recognizable. But he was in charge of making that whole character. He came up with every tick and all of the things. And um, John Hughes, I think, had him before shaking Steve Martin's hand, cover it in his own saliva. And <laughs> Steve Martin didn't know that. So when they shake hands, Steve Martin's repulsion is real. Oh, and everybody, yeah. And then they like he, and then on the movie set, he just like ran off to wash his hand because I guess he like knew what it was. It's disgusting. It was an interesting look he gave. There's, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's a mean Gross. trick. 
Yeah, yeah it's not safe. <laughs> not a safe movie no. set. This guy, there's things about it that I think are funny, and then there's things that just give me the super creeps. With and his wife. Yeah, like his wife cool. speaking about his yeah. wife and just it's creepy. I did like the line about her baby coming out sideways because that's how strong she is. <laughs> sure. It's yeah. I mean, it's a funny line. I she guess. looks proud about it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know you couldn't, ha- but like when he yells at her to get out of the car, it's like, yeah. calm down, man. And you couldn't, go me too. Direction. And you couldn't tell if it was like his wife or daughter for a second. And you're like, okay. Oh, yeah, his wife, daughter. Also, their that they keep their rough. dog in the back covered in hay. <laughs> secret dog. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that secret dog. It's just... <laughs> no, that is kind of funny. I mean, it's funny, sad, because I'm like, that dog's yeah. been covered in hay, but it's probably warm. No, because later on we see that it's freezing. Well, it freezes after that. They're all frozen, but oh, like maybe he got it's out under the hay. The hay. Yeah. Right. If it's sure. under the hay, he's warmer. They should have all gotten under the hay. <laughs> hey. Hey. This is when I started putting together that like this movie really is the precursor to Tommy Boy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Tommy Boy happens without this movie. It's very, very similar. But yeah, I've got thoughts about that. We'll leave for the oh. end. But no. <laughs> okay. So then we did, we do get this like kind of lovely, like ode to train travel. I think yeah. it's really like picturesque when they're traveling through the snow covered countryside and the light is flickering and, you know, Steve Martin's sitting next to like a teen girl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was very charming next to You know, he's being very like, sweet, excited to go home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 Asking real topical questions like going home for thanksgiving (laughs) me too i know again a lot of extras (laughs) all with backstories yes and then i was bummed i i will say i mean i don't think this is my bummer but um del asks him because they kind of have this like goodbye and del is like oh well we'll see each other on the train you want to meet at the you know bar car to get a drink and see martin's like nah like definitely do that (laughs) like that's like so You're fun. forgetting that he's a jerk. He is a jerk. God. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's tried to sort of like not be a jerk by paying for things. Of course, we forgot to mention that a pivotal thing that happened is their diners club cards get mixed up. What is that? It's a credit card, I guess, that you get points towards eating. <laughs> I don't know. But is it only used for food? I was so confused because that's kind of like this like logistical thing. Um, they McGuffin, both had will, one though, right? And then right. they... He, and they switch fault them. for not looking at it. I know. Frankly. Yeah. Like, look at your card. It was so weird what the like, it was unclear as to what this movie wanted you to think about John Candy, because I found myself like, is he a con man? Like, yeah, I, like, is he stealing right. money? Does he not have money? Like, what's happening? Well, we, we learn he, he doesn't. Right. Is that what- right? But you're like, how much of this is just a whole long con that he needs Steve Martin to pay for things? And how much of this is just like this happens? This is happening along the way. So it's just really hard. I think he's got sort of a system where he travels all the time and yeah. he trades knowledge for money. And he has sort of these little they're not even grifts, but just ways of just like, hey, pick up the the cab and I'll, I'll hook up with a room and he I think he thought it would be there I don't know but yeah yeah he doesn't he seems genuinely it's... surprised that that if things don't work out yeah so they the train of course stops by in smoke. a dramatic fashion who knows what happened nobody knows like the, those engineers come out and it's like what did you do what did you do to it <laughs> Jimmy what could he have God done to it, damn it. that's insane yeah. 
I this know. is black smoke. And then the plan is like everybody, every single person on this train with their luggage has to walk 1.5 miles like through muck. That would not happen up. today. That would not fly today. By I don't know what you would do. But yeah, Annie was just like, no way is this the plan. And But it's, then you're like, but what would happen if you broke down in like a cow patty? Like, yeah, what do you cause, do? Because it's hard to walk through muck. Like, I know. Even in the winter when it's frozen, it's slightly easier. It's with like that track. Walking, walking through a field is hard. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And dragging a big trunk through a field is hard. Yeah. So they uh, end up getting a bus to St. Louis. Oh, God. The geography in this. Did you, I mean, like me, like look up the distances and Phil, you're probably yeah. more familiar, but I'm like, Somewhat, how far but... is this? And then at one point, like, should they just walk home? <laughs> it's like, surely there were by times, now. Yeah. 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 I guess so. I guess that's right. Is this where they were singing? Oh, on, that was on the bus. Yeah. Um, and so they, how many times did they break up? Because then I wrote, they broke up again once they were at a restaurant in St. Louis. I guess that's where they were. They just broke up over and over again. Right. That was so on the train. Then they met back up again. And then before getting the rental cars, they broke up. Um, mm. And then they're sort of stuck together. But yeah. They sing the Flintstone song, which I learn it, like Steve Martin sings like whatever old man river, like something no one knows because he's Three no coins fun in a fountain or something like that. Yeah. yeah. No one likes it because he's got to stick up his butt. And then, of course, John Candy, man of the people, sings the Flintstones and everyone joins in. And my only complaint about this, I was very shocked to re- to learn that um, if the Flintstones was John Candy's favorite cartoon, because at the end, he the crescendo of that song, of course, is Wilma. But he says it, Wilma. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Like it just sounded so odd. And I was like, that's not what it is. It kind of it like left me like, whoa, like I, someone squirted a lemon in my eye. Uh, I should call John Hughes. Oh, you can't. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> you rub it in every time, Bridget. <laughs> Sorry. God, I keep forgetting. Oh, so and they then get- they, they break up at this diner is where you're headed. Right. right? They break up yeah. at the diner. With a lot yeah. of extras around them. Oh, man. Including a waitress, they focus. He focuses on a lot with like a lot mm. of makeup on her face. Or is that I the other? She was restaurant? gonna have that was the other restaurant, but I was certain she was gonna have some sort of line or I know something. She probably did in the back, three hour. Cut. Probably like yeah, a thirty minute backstory about her life. But yeah, but they nothing. just kept looking at her and then nothing happened. So I'm like, does he just like her or? I will say this scene to me is very well acted, like where Steve Martin is like, doesn't want to be mean or rude, but really wants to separate. And John Candy is like hurt. And I don't know the banter. I don't know if it was improvised or what, but I really enjoyed the yeah, interaction. It was natural. Yeah. yeah. So and Steve the, Martin. Tr- oh, I was just going to no, say. Just go for it. tries well, to get. Oh, blah, oh, not, oh. Well, if you. Okay. If you. I just. Uh, this one. He tries to get a rental car at the airport oh, in. God wherever they are right now. And he gets this, this I can relate to this. I do think is like a thing that would happen, which is like, you take that shuttle all the way. Oh yeah. To the rental car place and your car is not there and no, there's nobody to help you. Yeah. You feel abandoned. You feel abandoned. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. Of course. I don't know that that would happen today. You have cell phones. So life is a little bit different. Well, they cut the, 
the shuttle bus comes back. It's not, he makes a I very know. dumb Eventually. choice. Oh God, does he make Just the dumbest there. choice? So what happens to his shoes? I mean, this is where the John Hughes movie is music is just off the charts. Yeah. It's just like a Seinfeld scene. Like, and he slides down like a overpass and like in the snow and almost gets like, almost gets run over. Yeah. Yeah. For like the third time. Yeah. It's really rough. But like, what happens to his shoes? Does he lose them? Because he flops back into the rental. No, I think they're just soaked with water and he has little galoshes on, I think. Okay. They're just so soaked with water. Got it. Mm. But I think it's those little like, galoshes that fit over your shoes that only cover like two thirds of your shoe. Right. Like hair nets for your shoes. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get to the, re- the rental car counter where we see the actress Edie McClurg. I love this woman. Secretary yeah. from she's... Uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. And also so was I talking about Hogan family on this podcast mm-hmm. or in real life? I, I think I've so. Been, I've been talking about it a lot recently. Anyway, she's also from Hogan family. Yes. Right. Which is where I recognize her from and Ferris Bueller. Well, I heard that she was asked to improvise a lot of this. Um, and yeah. like she improvised the whole thing with her sister and just like a lot of the phone conversation. She's she from the groundlings. It. Yeah. She's great. I really like yeah. her. I yeah. wish she was in more of the movie. Like I, yeah. I think I think she's a little wasted. Yeah, I was <laughs> disappointing. There wasn't like some sort of recurring character that kept like right. circling. I don't There's know. a lot of one-offs, a lot of like random. Well, the wife characters. gets third billing, <laughs> and we were talking about. It's like, yeah, I guess she's the only one that, other than the main two, that are in multiple scenes. So. Well, who is it? McKean, Michael McKean, right? Gets like fourth or fifth billing, and I was reading that he actually is in more of it before it gets cut like the the state trooper oh right um that and actually that's where the cut like he is supposed to inform them that they've driven hours past chicago somehow oh and so that's why they catch that truck like that's that edit is bizarre because you're like at this point surely you could run home like I, you know, if you do the calculation of how far it is from St. Louis to Chicago and they've been going for so long, you're like, you have to be there. So that cart they cut out. So it is a little fuzzy. Hmm. Interesting. Is this where uh, they get into the green car with the wood paneling now? Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So yeah. Steve Martin curses out the uh, rental car lady. I think it's 18 fucks in 60 seconds. Oh my god! Not in the TV version. Yes, yeah. that was what was different about watching it this time. Because me and Annie are like, "What is this? <laughs> this is it. I can't believe so, it keeps going." What do they? Did they film a whole new scene for the teen TV version, Bridget, or did they bleep it? No, you're just. It's just. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they did. I think it's just. Voiceover. I was trying to remember too. I think it's just voiceover. Did they but, say oh. damn like, or darn or? It just you just don't hear them. What yeah. is her final line then? Yeah, I know. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I guess because, you're a duck. Because in this movie, it's I guess you're, fucked. I guess you're fucked. And apparently, people would act, ask this actress to say that to them all the time. Like this, that became <laughs> a really famous line. I'm sure it was like a record for the time, like of the f word. And fun fact, Phil, you're reading this that like without that scene, that like 45 seconds, this movie would have been PG. But with that scene, it's R, which is such an interesting choice, right? Because like you're cutting out such a huge audience by having it R. John Hughes must have been like, this needs to be there. Uh, Yeah. Although it's 
it's such an adult movie, I think, mm. you know. I guess yes. that those shots of the wife just laying in her bed. That's too yeah. sexual. The too FCC will have a <laughs> that's true. Too sexy. <laughs> um so then yeah, to so- get into the rental car, I didn't really get what happened with this. Like the guy that Steve Martin almost he well, like he was ahead. trying to get a cab to Chicago mm-hmm. and because he's this character in this movie just instantly insults the cab line guy and says your your dick is embarrassing or whatever it was um, what your dick is embarrassing <laughs> does he say that basically i, I, I think the it. line is is if i if i want to be disappointed or something like that oh. that's not it. i would walk into the men's room and like look at oh your i missed that something like that again well, and then he it, gets picked up by his own testicle. It is like <laughs> wild how he gets put back into the car. And then he talks like Kermit the Frog for like a full scene. Yes. Yeah. That's very John Hughesian. I think that part is cut out in the edited mm. version because you just see him getting punched in the face. And then you see him talking weird. And I was like, why is he talking? Where was his <laughs> nose damaged? Did it make him like, you know, they do a real focus on it's yeah, rough. It would yeah. don't want to be that stunt double. No. Um, yeah, but now they're they're both in the same rental car, trucking along, breaking automatic seats and uh singing and stuff. Yeah, this is where it like kind of felt like Tommy Boy, but I did like the yeah, I like the I singing. Agree. I agree. And um, and John- <laughs> it's that time in the podcast where my microphone uh, falls. And John Candy is like futzing with the seat and he's like breaks the seat clearly. Well, yeah. Very important part. He puts the wallet. Mm-hmm. Steve Martin puts his wallet in Check the glove box. Check off definitely. Ugh. And then like just a full on car nightmare <laughs> where John Candy is driving and it's like two car nightmares at once like with his like sleeves being caught which is just so oh terrifying and then we know that there's a cigarette in the back seat yeah three car nightmares because there's a there's a cigarette in the back seat that's going to inevitably start a fire and then they do kind of just the exact same scene basically from like national lampoon's vacation where like the station wagon just kind of and then you're like right parked and then everything's fine everybody's awake all of a sudden it's like what happened nothing and then he gets on the exit going the wrong way, which is just so, oh my gosh, I constantly, I constantly think that this is my situation. If I see a sign that looks like slightly backwards, I freak out. <laughs> um, like when those trucks pull cars, but they're like going back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, all of it. So all of it. It's so scary to me. Um, and this, I mean, honestly, this part of the movie to me reads like a horror movie because like the people are next to them and they're trying, there's all this miscommunication about them going the wrong way. And there's only like subtle signs that you're going the wrong way because the signs are backwards. Oh my gosh, yeah. it creeps me out. Although I, I do find it to be the funniest part of the movie. Just, I think it's, it's there being like two peas in the pod and they've been at each other the whole time. And it's mm-hmm. this nice sort of, break of them sort of joining forces against yeah. these other people even totally. though like, they're right um I, and they're acting it is hilarious I love yes it. i agree it is very funny and then drunk. exactly and then they go through um the two trucks 
which is filmed. I mean, it's exciting. Like, yeah. you know, with just like the sparks flying. Um, and then I just have a note saying like, I just love John Candy. Then we get the John Hughesy and like their fingers are stuck <laughs> in the console. And in the dashboard. Doesn't yeah, that happen like, like three or it may just be twice. It happens a lot. <laughs> I want to say it's three times, but it's definitely when they're on the melted steering wheel. There's one time here and I want to say there's another time. But I know no. it's yeah. He loves it. <laughs> he loves a good stuck finger. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I just, I'm trying to like read my notes. Is this so the car catches? Oh, there is. Yeah. They're, the car catches on fire and they're sitting out on the trunk having their little little moments there. Um, and then John Candy reveals that he rented the car with Steve Martin's car. Yeah, this is really Steve Martin kind of starts laughing, being like, you finally did it to yourself, thinking that like, you know, it's just like a tension breaking laughter that like finally Dell did something that hurt himself and not Steve Martin. And then it turns out the diner's cards were switched. So it actually is Steve Martin's problem. Um yeah so they but the car works amazingly so yeah do you guys think works yeah do you guys think that that car would have worked i mean sure if they had a way to put out the fire i don't really get how the fire ever got put out i assume they dumped a bunch of snow on it because it it wasn't near the engine it was just sort of the the top of the car in the back seat right if they kept it out of the engine and the important parts. Yeah, I, I think it could still work. By the way, Diners Club is uh, essentially a MasterCard. Um, today, they still have them. It says you can experience global and local benefits available to card members, including airport lounges, business solutions, and more. What was the card that uh, Telly Savalas uh, used to? Oh, yeah. It was like, it was like something, gentleman's something. card. Yeah. Or, uh, the gentleman's card. Maybe it was a diner's club. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it was diner's club. Okay. Was it just oh, diner's? I thought it was Player, no, player's, player's club. club. That's it. Player's club. <laughs> player's club international. Uh, yeah. Is that real? Yeah. That was okay. like a real thing. Isn't that sort of like what the Fire Island guy started to do is making just fancy credit cards? For the festival, I think. But uh, that's where he oh, like made his money. Oh yes, yeah, like, you're right. Mm-hmm. After his like calculator candy scam in fourth grade or whatever, <laughs> what a what a bro bag. Ugh. So they end up back at a different hotel, which seemed very similar to the first hotel. No, this one's nicer. I I feel it's got a kitschy. It's a little, yeah, it's got a deer's head. Seems oh no, like more. I just in- mean the the the. The like check-in process seemed very similar. I don't know. <laughs> this one had a barter system. You can barter. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like, I gotta say, at this point in the movie, I'm a little bummed out because like John Candy is sad. It gets punched in the gut by Steve Martin and he's like still hanging out with them. Like yeah. Steve Martin is just like this violent asshole. <laughs> it's, and John yeah, Candy's just, he's like, just tagging like along. Lo- he's a little lost puppy. What else he is, is he gonna do? He is. It's just, sit, I don't know. Sit in the car and die. Yeah. That right. Was, he would have died, right? He would have, 100%. He would have died. Yeah. I mean, I do or enjoy... he would have lost his feet. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, at least, at least, Dell, go under a roof so you're not literally being snowed on. (laughs) It's pretty. It was a little passive aggressive, like out in front of his room, just getting snowed on. But I I like that part where Steve Martin backs the car into the parking spot, like you know, and he was like parked in front, and then he backs it into the parking spot. Oh yeah, I enjoyed. I mean, like at the barter system, Steve Martin, like when they go in. Uh, to the hotel Steve Martin's like uh, just a room for one or like one room please and then John Candy is like look if you're pissed if you're pissed at me maybe we shouldn't maybe we should get two rooms <laughs> which is like <laughs> so funny to me because obviously he's just like himself like John Candy when let go is just so funny he's just so I know. amazing Um, and then of course like Steve Martin can get a room because he has a nice watch to barter with and then like John Candy shows off his Casio which I love like <laughs> He's just so good. Yeah. $17 and a watch gets you a hotel room. $2 and a Casio does not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it gets you death in the parking lot. Yeah, totally. So we have this fun scene, though, where they're in the room then in the two twin beds. Well, they're not both in a bed. John Candy's in a chair, but they're drinking minis and talking about the places, you know, where the alcohols come from. Yeah, like, it was do you want to? It was cute. They have a little, a little humbling moment. We do see some humanity finally from Steve Martin's character, mm-hmm. obviously, when he invites him to come into the room. Yeah, mostly because he didn't want somebody to die on his watch, <laughs> right? <laughs> on his literal watch that he in, gave up <laughs> in the car. He need still needs to get to the next place. I know right. so. you're going to see him in the morning. Yeah. Steve Martin gets no credit for yeah, this. Yeah, you'd have to move. move him out of the driver's seat of the car you need. Well, then if you're John Candy, like keep driving, <laughs> right? right. Just like, keep like, at least keep going. Yeah. Um, I think he'd still die. I don't know. Would you? No, because it was at night. I don't Your know. Your body's still. Yeah. It would be, I mean, it would be so cold. We once drove from Swanee down to uh, St. Pretty or Tampa Bay, Florida in a Jeep with the top down the whole way and like left, had to leave in like 3 a.m., and it was for spring break. Oh, um, and it terrible. was so, so cold for like the first three hours. Um, oh, God. And that's in Florida. And, and well, this was starting in Tennessee, but this is in like Ugh. April in Tennessee compared to, you know, I don't know, Illinois in the middle of the winter. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why was the top down? Just because you were like dudes who needed to drive with yeah. the top down. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> your, that's your problem. <laughs> I know we 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 knew it was oh going to be God. impossible, Jeez. and That's we hysterical. still just decided to do it. We had Hawaiian shirts the whole way. Oh no. God! But no jackets. <laughs> oh, we hundred percent jackets. Okay. Um, <laughs> our friends oh, was in the back in a sleep. I mean, we did have a woman there as well, so it wasn't complete bro whatever. Not bro energy. She wasn't Not happy bro. about it. She just wanted to <laughs> hang out with you guys. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and now she's has permanent hypothermia um so they uh get going in the car but then they get pulled over because that's yep. the next thing that has to happen to you and the car gets impounded which is not really fair of that cop i don't think i think it is that car was so dangerous i don't yeah. know it was going <laughs> <laughs> it's going too fast bridget with well, no mirrors. They were having a good time. Yeah, I liked the I, I relationship. Like I liked the the improvisation going on between all of them. It was fun. Yeah. 
So now they end up in an 18 wheeler. So the thing is, John Candy does know a lot of people and he has a lot of connections. They're just sort of, you know, maybe not who Steve Martin would choose, but uh, they're, they ride in the back with a bunch of cheese. Um, and they get the next thing I saw was that they were at the L stop of Martin and Van Buren. Is that what happened in the actual movie too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just basically are, yeah. Riding in the truck and then get to the L and yeah, have a exactly. goodbye. Goodbye at the L. And then on the train, it's like Steve oh Martin God. has like a usual suspects moment. What? It was like this, this. He's like piecing it all together. And then like, it's funny because the movie, you know, he's flashing back to John Candy saying like, have it like my wife a year ago, you know, it's like, mm, where's his wife? And that's like, I haven't been home in over a year. And like, I, it, it, it's, and to me, the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh my God, he's a con man. <laughs> like this guy is just taking him for a ride. And then see Martin, of course, is putting together that he doesn't have a home to go to. He's and then find so he's guys are so safe. And they find him at the train station, right? Or, or, or this, the bus station. Yeah, flashback, this flashback scene. Yes. When they're cutting back and forth between Steve Martin's face, this is where we see the, the sexy image of the turkey, right? Because Oh, yeah. Like, he's like a different like, kind of image. He's like picturing himself like at home eating turkey and his like wife is pulling a fully beautiful pie mm. out of her cherry pie out of the oven mm. that she's been finally got out of bed, I guess, to make. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 band Warrant has some thoughts on the uh, yeah. <laughs> imagery of that so she's my that was gonna be my song was it but the song is gross (laughs) Mm -hmm. um what song is in this part of the movie is the strangest muzak version of every time you go away oh right yeah (laughs) and uh they pull up to the home alone house it's really intense it's so intense. I This is what I wrote. Why is this scene so intense? Well, we skipped. I mean, he goes to the bus station and then we reveal that, of course, like John Candy's right. wife died eight years ago. He doesn't have a home. And Phil, like what you said, it's kind of implicit, I guess, that he's just going just on the road right. and making it work without really a final destination and just selling shower curtain rods and just living the rings. life. Just the rings. Yeah, just the yeah, right, right? the rings, not the rods. Right. Um, and yeah, they just are carrying that trunk into the house. And like it really it just plays as if Steve Martin has come back from war. Like oh yeah. <laughs> and he acts like he's been telling his wife through like letters at war who John Candy's character is. Dearest right. Margaret. Yeah, he's I've like met a man named Darren. <laughs> And you'll never believe what an amazing man he is. Because then when he shows up, he's like, this is Dell. And she's like, oh. And he's like, right. Oh. And I'm like, did either of you For even know about the yeah. other person? Yeah, right. I know. I know. God. The wife for sure didn't know about him. I, he never really mentioned him. <laughs> he's on the phone and she's just so sad that like he's always oh man yeah unless really there's a scene we didn't see where he got off the train picked up john candy and was like hang on called his wife and was like yo there's this man i've been traveling with who's kind of homeless and his wife died eight years ago and i'm bringing him home with me and he's special and important so get ready for our threesome 
And then he's like, special and important. (laughs) And then he's like, so this is Dell. Then it makes more sense. Right. And that's the movie. And then it ends on John Candy's like a pain smile. (laughs) The weirdest freeze frame in the world. It's really, really strange. I mean, I think what this movie is trying to do is paint the difference between a businessman with a happy family that's just happy, 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 but he's a terrible person and just (laughs) mad uh, and doesn't appreciate anything. And then you have this like, very happy go lucky very nice wonderful person but that doesn't have a happy life and like what they learn from each other i don't know what john candy is gonna learn from steve martin <laughs> like i don't know and because i'm also just picturing what kind of woman is married to steve martin who knows no, we don't be, know she can't be a nice lady i feel I like it's imagine. like a paris hilton style person <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. it's like who is this woman like she doesn't seem to get out of bed like She's having a hard time. I mean, even at Thanksgiving, what was she doing upstairs by herself crying? <laughs> like, and she you can crying. cry on Thanksgiving alone. That's totally fine. But they make it seem like because her husband missed a flight, she can't handle it. She is done. That was it. Yeah. Uh, and then the boss, we cut to the boss, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. No. Final scene. Yeah. What did I have to watch the credits to see this? It was like in the credits. Oh, crap. It was, uh, yeah. I didn't see it. What happened? In credit scene. He's just still can't decide. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's still looking at it. And it looks like he has like a paper turkey sitting on his desk. It's not an, an edible turkey, but it's, I think it's supposed to be. Props got lazy in that scene. Yeah. No one's sitting around for the end credit scene. <laughs> this isn't Marvel. <laughs> now, like every movie like that has an end credit scene. Yeah. If it's an action movie, I think, or just maybe all of them. Man, I didn't know that was a Marvel th- scene, and I missed like a lot of WandaVision. Oh, really? Yeah, like I didn't realize that I had to watch the end of the credits. And like one time, I just let the TV go, and I saw it. I'm like, wait, what? Like that's why I don't understand half of what's happening because I didn't see this like connector scene. There's other reasons, Katie. That's true. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I mean, I didn't know I was watching a Marvel thing until like five yeah, episodes that's in. Why. So. It, just, it just rolled from the L word to, to WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what happened. interesting season. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I didn't know it was a Marvel thing, man. I started watching that and I thought it was like a commentary on Dick Van Dyke and a lot of other stuff. And then I was oh like, my gosh. what is up? It was kind of, it was kind of a neat way to watch it. Yeah. You kind of live with a comic book nerd and then you'll you'll know what's yeah. up. Well, call back to the L world. I think it's just not living with a man. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like we're both just watching the L word and don't know about Marvel. That's true. That's true. Uh, what questions do we have uh, still remaining about this movie? Um, so I've got sort of almost like a two-parter uh, from Nora L. And it's sort of how homeless is Dell and in this whatever your answer is why was he taking a plane from New York to Chicago I think he's straight up homeless like he's he's he doesn't have anywhere to go I think that's why he has a big trunk with him because he's kind of carrying his belongings around my my question kind of in relation to that is like what happened to his wife I think he doesn't say right like no, how did she so. die so my question is how did she die and i mean 
I, I think he probably came to the point where he was like, what's the point of me having a home if I could travel so much for work? And I'll just, cause he clearly has all these hotels he goes to and all these sure. things. So that, that was sort of my opinion. He's not sort of like homeless. Home. He's just like constantly being a traveling salesman. He's more like baseless, which yeah. is homeless. He doesn't have a home, but yeah. I think he just doesn't have a home base. But like partly to answer a question, I wonder that too, of like how much on the path of Steve Martin, like how much are they overlapping in their agendas? Like Steve Martin's just trying to get to Chicago to get home. Like where is John Candy's actual right. compass? Like, where is he going? Does he just go wherever he wants and just sells in those towns? So he's just kind of kind of following Steve Martin at this point. It's hard to know. And taking yeah. a plane he, doesn't make he much was, sense. He was originally flying to Chicago. I mean, his, um, work, could, his work could have given yep. him, you know, said like, you got to go to Chicago to do this blank, blankety blank. Oh man, we didn't even talk about Steve Martin's insistent on sitting in first class and like treating everybody <laughs> like garbage. Oh, I know. <laughs> He's kind uh, of the worst. Yeah. What do you think? More it's morbid. What do you think happened to his wife? I think she just died of disease. Disease. Here's yeah. a hot take. I think he killed Ooh. her. Her head <laughs> is, is in that take. trunk. <laughs> or her that body. Makes, I mean that makes the freeze frame on his face so different. I say that because perhaps it was an accident. Because <laughs> he's he's pretty careless. And like, if how many times is he driving on the wrong side of the road, so to yeah. speak? You know? Could be. It could have been an accident. So not a murder. Yeah, I don't think not a murder, but a murder. like an unintentional murder. Sure. And then he okay. just like left his home because of it. Yeah, he's on the run. He's he's on the lamb. Is it time uh, for Hummers? It is time. Dummers. Uh, let's start with Dummers. Uh, I can go first. Um, so the hotel where they have the bonding and the little like take me to Jamaica and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so they had a lock on the phone. Yeah. Where you couldn't dial out, but they apparently didn't have a lock on the mini bar. <laughs> yeah. Which seems because they're they're not getting perks because they bartered to get the room. And right. so it's just bizarre that they would have gotten into it was just right that they didn't know. have to pay for that, but they I they was had, surprised about it. I was unclear as to why they could just eat everything in the mini bar. <laughs> Unless there was like some throwaway line of like I just gave you a a hundred dollar or thousand dollar watch. Give me the key to the mini bar. Right, 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 right. Maybe it's like an all inclusive, <laughs> but not for the phone. But not for the phone. Yeah. Well, no long phone. distance was expensive at that time. That's true. That's true. So yeah, that'll be my dumber. My dumber is uh, the the people who purchased shower curtain rings to wear as jewelry, <laughs> and <laughs> then oh, I love that. <laughs> Not just teens, adults, <laughs> everyone who was wearing like plastic shower curtains just oh around their earlobes being like, yeah, this is great. I'll I'll pay $15 to put a plastic shower because they've never seen a shower curtain ring in their life. So they're all just wearing them around their ears. They're dumb. I'm going to make bear my dumber. <laughs> He's just a great salesman. Clearly, because he bartered. I do want to give a shout out, though, to that little like case he has that has the like samples of each of the rings in it. I just think that's like maybe maybe his trunk is just full of shower curtain rings, I guess. But true. But still, like, 
Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I have a dumber where like, it's not that I don't enjoy the hijinks and thrill of it, but when he, I mean, partly because it made me so uncomfortable when his coat gets caught, John Candy, his coat mm-hmm. gets caught and he can't drive. He's only driving with his legs, yeah. which is not going to last very long. And I'm just thinking like, wake Steve Martin up <laughs> like at this point, do whatever you can to wake yeah. him up so he can grab the steering wheel because like you kind of forget the stakes for a second. And maybe it's just brilliant filmmaking in that way or something. But I'm like, I was like, oh, yeah, heaven forbid he wakes up and gets in trouble or something. Right. <laughs> right. At that point, you're like, wake him up because like, right. this is or, certain death. Or just slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, slow totally. down and stop. Sort of right. pull it's over to the speed. side of the road. Right. <laughs> and totally. it'll take a second to undo your arms. Yeah. And that probably wouldn't wake Steve Martin up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you would have had the same problem, Kate. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Exactly. How about bummers? Oh, so I could say my bummer now because this is what I was alluding to earlier. Oh, yeah. So 100% the grossest thing to me in that hotel room is the bathroom experience, which I I hate messy bathrooms. I, I hate smelly bathrooms when he steps out of the shower and his foot like squishes yeah. into that wet washcloth on the floor. Like I hate other people's wetness from their showers in impeding into my shower. Good. I wanted you to be more specific than just the bathroom. Yeah, no, it, um, it was really the, yeah. the, the washcloth mm-hmm. with the squishing and the wetness of the floor. And the fact that like all the towels had been used, there was like an experience where I had gone to visit a friend of ours who, well, I don't know if you guys know this person, but they, I went to visit Barack them Obama. in Chicago and it is Barack Obama. Barack Obama. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I only have one towel. And then we like had to share it all week. And it was just like <laughs> always wet. And I was like, I am not sharing a towel with you for a week. Like yeah, gross. That's rough. Buy another towel. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. problem solving. It around can that. never dry. So wetness in bathrooms gives Ugh. me the it did that scene did I agree with that in that like oh this is just so uncomfortable yeah and he's like sleeping in beer too that's the other thing like because he spilled John Candy spilled a bunch of stuff on his side of the bed and then he's like solved so easily though right he's smoking and he's like clearing his throat the throat (laughs) clear is really rough oh yeah it's just so rough um my bummer is I think like this, sim- what symbolize what is symbolized by that scene where he says the F word 17 times in however many seconds. Cause like, again, like I've talked about how I really like the character of George Banks in father, the bride, and he- mm-hmm. it's on the same spectrum of this character, but this character just like, so loses me. And I'm so bummed by how he talks to this woman who is just kind of like a card and she probably has a little bit of an attitude working this on like Thanksgiving Eve or whatever, but she's not outrageous. And he just like loses it at her. And to me, it's just kind of like this movie is about like finally suburban white men have a voice. And you're like, (laughs) what? Like, I know he's frustrated, but also everybody else's flight has been canceled. Like, this is not like in Father of the Bride, Nina says to him something like, uh, our daughter's wedding is not a conspiracy against you. You yeah. know, like they kind of like humanize him and then he learns from that. 
this guy like doesn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole world is conspiring against him. And I just, ah, uh, I just, that's just kind of my general global bummer. But the scene where he loses it at that like awesome improviser, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> totally. Bums, bums me out. I yeah. get it. Uh, my bummer, the generic version of my bummer is just, yeah, how mean Steve Martin is in this movie. It's just unnecessary. But my real one will be uh, after the whole accident where they almost get killed by the trucks and all the luggage in the, the road, they just don't, you know, worry too much about getting these huge chunks yeah. of luggage on this dark, snowy, icy road out of the way. Freeway. It's just like... And I hate this sort of thing. Like one of my biggest pet peeves is people not using their blinker. So people leaving huge pieces of <laughs> debris totally. that can kill someone yeah. in the highway. It's just like uh, carelessness. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They've definitely created some casualties along the way in their little yeah. journey. <laughs> and now Hummus. Um, similar to, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, that scene I mentioned earlier that that this, when they're going on the wrong way on the highway, oh, no, it's just the I think funniest you're gonna take scene. my Hummer. Uh, oh, go ahead. I, no, I think I'm you're gonna take it. my Hummer. Uh, it's it's the line of like you're going the wrong way, and of just like no, they're drunk. How would they know where we're going? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. How would they know where we're going? Once again, it's just they're oh, two pieces so of the pond, just and then they just go off on these two people and like, oh, you're drinking. And I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Was oh, that man. your specific Hummer Katie? Yeah. yeah. That okay. was my specific oh, sorry. Hummer. So mine is is in that scene, and it's just the just freaking ridiculous moment where her yeah, where they go through there and you see the skeletons. Oh. And then you see John Candy dresses the devil. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> Oh my and gosh. you're like, I just like love that because I imagine them having to like set up for those scenes and mm-hmm. shoot those scenes. Like John Candy has to get into costume and like do the whole thing. But it's like clearly like one of them is from like our perspective where it's two skeletons in the car. And then one of them is from Steve Martin's <laughs> perspective where he like sees John Candy as the devil, I guess, before he dies. Uh, and maybe that's right. He should see the devil because he's been a terrible yeah, person he's going to hell but i like that little moment that was fun yeah you both did a really good job of talking about that scene and like specifically phil like you saying how they're on the same side like you, anyway i the, that whole that whole sentiment is my hummer um so maybe i'll pivot and say just generally john candy in this film i was bummed that i think i'll make it a bummer i think steve martin gets a lot more screen time in this movie because it's kind of like he's calling back and you're seeing flashbacks to his yeah. life and stuff like you don't really see spend a lot of time with john candy without steve martin mm. um but i just love john candy and maybe i'll just say like specifically because <laughs> they cut to it twice the first meeting of him when steve when steve martin sees him in the cab and he gives a face and i apologize for our audio listeners and not our visual listeners but that's just right. like <laughs> like in his face in the cab that's like oh like uh that's just so john candy like wide eye oh god it's just great so anyway i just love john candy <laughs> we'll take a screenshot of katie yeah, yeah please Aww. it reminded me for fans of shadows at the pagoda i think it inspired annie icu's <laughs> detective <laughs> that is a niche of our i listener. know it's very specific <laughs> i think it's you two and annie icu <laughs> maybe hey we had uh, we got second place by and getting Nora like 
We did get second place. 300 likes or something like that. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think people actually watched it or they just liked it? I, I, they I hope just they liked wa- it. I hope they watched it. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, all right. So let's talk about our outfits. Oh, man. Forgot about that part, didn't we? Um. Well, Bridget. Yes. Um. I love... I love the bling, like you kind of have on, um, like a hat that's all blinged out like that taxi cab, mm. um, just tons of lights and, and rock and roll. <laughs> your hat is rock and roll. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but I like your t-shirt that has one of my favorite lines from the movie that I guess angrily says, how would you like a mouthful of teeth? Which I think is just a very funny <laughs> question and proposition um when said to someone while holding up a fist in anger i know that is funny because it's like your mouth is already it's already full of teeth but it's 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 an interesting threat how would you like them full in a different way yeah yes thank you for noticing that's the next t-shirt is how would you like your mouth full of teeth in a different way than what it is now Um, Philip, I really appreciate your, uh, sweater, which features a lot of different images of taxidermy animals on it. It's like a taxidermy, which we saw in the first diner that they were in, by the way, (laughs) I know, you know, that because you're wearing it, but, uh, like taxidermy squirrels and raccoons and all kinds of things. And it says, um, diners taxidermy. And then underneath it says, like your work, love your life, <laughs> <laughs> which is a quote from John Candy in this movie. Oh, sorry. Like your work, love your wife. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. The there quote. you go. There you go. That That's makes more the sense. quote because uh, it's about taxidermy. Anyway, right. yeah. I like it. It's very nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Katie. Uh, I'd see you're ready for the winter and ski season because you're you're decked out in a full ski suit, but it is as puffy as John Candy's jacket all the way down. So you're just yeah. full on Michelin man. Um, and then going back to one of his famous lines on the front of your suit, it says, I ain't no chowder head. Um, Cause I just love that expression. Um, yeah. When he said that, yeah, I'm, no who says that? Oh, uh, but on the back it says i'm a powder head because mm. you're you're skiing so it's uh oh my god nice. yes I but love... I'm, I'm still not sure how you're gonna do anything but roll down the hill in that i love it puffy, i love this ski shirt. Suit. yeah there you go amazing all right well it's, and it's that's it's around that time sure is philip Phil- it's your movie uh, it was your pick <laughs> yeah so i will go and um yeah, it's for real. It it's this isn't a type of movie that I love, and this is where I'll sort of get into the Tommy Boy bit that mm. I mentioned before. It's just they're at each other's throat the whole time, and there are some very funny scenes, but there's a lot of just sort of uncomfortableness. Whereas I think more in Tommy Boy, they have there's a little bit more love between the two of them throughout that they sell through that movie where it's more sort of one-sided in this um just coming from john candy where i think steve martin's character is really sort of unlovable and sort of unloving and 
it's sort of hard to watch, but there's, they're two great actors and there's, there's enough good scenes in this to make it for real. So while I didn't enjoy everything about it and it made me sort of like uncomfortable, like watching two people argue for an hour and a half, it's, (laughs) it's still worth a watch. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't have too much more to add to that. Like I kind of went into this going like, Oh yeah, this movie is for real. Um, because I'd watched it a year ago and I, I actually really enjoyed watching it. Probably I enjoyed it better without the commercials yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, and that like the missing of the swear words for sure. Um, we didn't even talk about how Matthew Lawrence is in this movie, which oh, I yeah. really enjoy. Uh, yeah. So I tiny. just, I think it's fun to talk about and kind of make fun of. And also we obviously like love Steve Martin and John Candy, like you said. Yeah. Um, I do think it sort of captures that wintertime nostalgia. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to say it's for real. It's maybe not my favorite movie in the world, but I, I, I still enjoyed watching it. Yeah. I guess I, I don't have a ton to add either. I'm, I'm going to say it's for real, but in that quadrant of like, it's for real, but I didn't, I don't really enjoy it. This would not, I mean, I also saw it recently, but it wouldn't sure. be one of the ones I would much rather rewatch the great outdoors. Um, yeah than this one or Tommy boy for that matter. I think you made yeah. a really good point about Tommy boy. I think it's for real because I like Steve Martin and John candy more than I dislike John Hughes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like yep. I really, I'm not, I don't know. I, I, John Hughes' style is, I know you've like not just my favorite out with John Hughes. Those record you know. scratches. Ugh. It's not. Yeah. yeah. But, and I also think that despite how, unpleasant his character is written steve martin's natural charisma and i want to say kindness and humor comes through it's like seeping through this character yeah. it's actually written as quite humorless yeah it's almost miscast because john candy and steve martin could probably have a lot better chemistry it could probably mm-hmm. be more of mm-hmm. like the tommy boy duo if written differently yeah um so that's unfortunate but yeah, i, I feel like that. it is just kind of that classic and people love this movie. People talk. I think yeah. it must have been kind of like somehow humor groundbreaking. Maybe that F word scene. I don't know what it was, but people yeah. really have a fondness. I do have a question that I forgot to ask. Did is is this character, the John Candy character, is he the same character in Home Alone when Kevin's mother rides in the bus no. with them? He's in like no. a, he's in like a oompa band. Poker band. A poker yeah, band. A poker is band. it Dell that's in B- that band? No. Oh, okay. Never mind then. It's just John Candy being well, for Midwestern the past... fabulous. I've said it like at least three times in the past 24 hours that it's the same character. So I need to make some phone calls after, Maybe this, after this trip. He made some changes. And, That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, I will, because we haven't mentioned it, I think is due date with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis just a complete remake of this. I haven't seen it. But oh, I don't know. Anyways, mm, maybe for maybe that's why. Maybe it. she was due. Maybe she's pregnant. Is that why that is he missing the due date? Is that yeah, <laughs> that explain? Well, I think she's not pregnant, but she only has four days to get pregnant. Yeah. Ah, ooh, okay. sexy Got time it. window. <laughs> oh man, sexy time window. All right, song time. Oh yeah, sexy time window. Oh, I <laughs> thought you said song time. Oh yeah, oh, I was listening to an interview with him today. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Sondheim. This is not a Sondheim no. song. No, it's it's just on brand to the movie. Okay. Yeah. You take a piece of me with you. We'll 
Now that song is by Paul Young. Yeah. Who did not sing this song in the movie. <laughs> it was clearly like a woman's voice and it was like the cheap version. It was like sure. the discounted version of that song. They spent $100,000 to build a house. <laughs> they had they no other play. actual yeah. music. I was reading too that they had contracted. Who was it? Oh man. Peebo Bryson. Was it? <laughs> Oh, Elton John maybe wrote a, oh, I, I think I a original that, yeah. song for this movie. And then somehow the rights, like, I don't know. Oh my God. It's the most like, like logistic, bureaucratic lead in trivia fact that I like couldn't follow up. But like something with the, his studio and his contract wouldn't allow them to release it. So like three days before they ended up buying the Paul Young song. And I don't know why they got someone to cover it, but like, that's what they ended up using and it was i want to hear the original song written for this movie (laughs) what it was oh geez you know i don't know maybe it's like planes trains and automobiles that's what i was thinking you gotta travel to get where you want to be yeah that's pretty good (laughs) i think i was only picturing like a randy newman song for this oh Doing all the beats of the movie. First you fall in love. Yeah. Round and around goes the wheels of the train. And- yeah. <laughs> There's no wheels on trains. Come on, Randy Newman. <laughs> well, Alrighty. thanks for kicking us off with our second Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. Thanksgiving sandwich. More our holiday times. Sandwich. More, more yeah. holiday times afoot. Uh, leading up to the end of December. <laughs> the, end, the end times. <laughs> to the end of the world. Uh, should we thank your family members? Oh, yes. Thank for- you yeah. so much, Jenny L. and Carl L. Um, and there's a lot of L's. Thanks, y'all. Um, for a great, a great second John Hughesian introduction. I really appreciate it. Oh, I love it. All right. Till next time. See ya. Toodaloo.